Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's season four, episode nine, but the most important thing is Commander Nod is back! Talk about that after the jump! This episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stand by, Captain on the Bridge. How's Commander's it going, Log. It's time for Commander's Log. Oh, we're not doing The Commander Stop. and the Captain's here no. for the log. <laughs> I love it. this show, man. I love this show. What's going on, man? Can you believe it? We're in the second half of the season. It feels like a different season altogether, am I right? It, it really does. Uh, I love how they set up, uh, um, you know, like the long story is going to go like this. And um, num, 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 like uh, like Pac-Man, they just eat it up. Num, 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 num. They go through the story so quickly. And I love that because that's how we watch TV nowadays. We watch quickly. We binge. We, we, we hate being held on uh, the edge of our seats for too long. Um, I feel like this star trek discovery season knows its viewers and as you were saying uh at the very beginning and commander non is back they know who we love we love non i love that lady we'll talk about that in just a second just want to say thank you so much for watching and tuning into the commander's log on video or audio whatever you like on facebook on youtube on twitter and on twitch and for the first time ever, LinkedIn, baby. I got approved to have my stuff on LinkedIn as professional as I can. Give it up for having us on more platforms. Am I right? By default, you are now the coolest thing on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's a low water clear, John. Just... Nothing comes close. Nothing comes close. The guy oh, showing man. how to find typos on a resume was number one just oh, yeah. got edged out by you <laughs> take that allow me to gloat uh and if you are a resume on doctor oh no i'm sorry I, I was late with that joke go ahead no, no, no. if you're on spotify or, or, or apple Podcasts, five stars what we're talking about all right let's get into it rubicon which i looked it up because i always hear it i'm like what does that mean point no return Duh. Okay, Commander Nod's back, baby. So we all know she's a favorite character. In fact, if I had a chance to be on Star Trek, I think I would want to be a Barzan. But I thought she was done. I thought we haven't seen the last of Commander Nod. But she didn't come back. She wasn't a villain. She was looking pretty smooth. What happened? Uh, you know, the interesting with Nan uh, is she seems to have lived a little bit of a lifetime since leaving the ship. And uh, sh she went back home. She tried to connect with uh, the folks on her home planet. She is 900 years, 936 years from mm -hmm. the past. And uh, and she just didn't like relate with them. She went, apparently she went back to Starfleet, said, look, surely you guys can use me. They did. She did at least one dangerous mission that we know of. Did I get that right? Pretty or much, more or less. 
Yeah, I was really on my sleep meds when I was watching the episode. So I watched it at five o'clock in the morning today. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> so I couldn't sleep, bro. It was one of those nights. Like, well, I might as well get my work ahead of done. Five AM club. Your your work ethic is astounding <laughs> to me. It's because all right. <laughs> I literally got out of bed two hours ago. So <laughs> you're I am doing so- it right. <laughs> you are doing it right. Me working early. Ugh. My I, dad would love it though. Here's what happens though. I wake up and I just do this for hours. Uh, oh uh, yeah, uh, and like I, there's just no time to get things done. I just it's so busy. <laughs> what are we doing to ourselves? We're scoring ourselves know. to death. Uh, that's know. my edgy comedy, y'all. No, <laughs> well, save okay. that for the Alaska show. <laughs> I know, right? What's the deal? What's growing? Uh, so, so Commander Nod's going through some stuff, and I guess the way she was written off, or I can't even say written off, when she departed last season, it looked pretty final. Unless you would yeah. break my heart, and it had broken my heart. But like, if you, we never saw her again, it would make sense. But there's been allusions to other things about her family. Do you think we're going to get answers to that now? Or will it be a long-term thing like what Tilly was going through with her mom? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I have a crazy theory. I know you're asking for a a sense, of, uh, you know, a sense-making theory. I have a theory uh, that makes no sense. That's the best kind, really. Okay, so um, to answer your question directly, um, I do think we might see more of that story. She is a really great actor and uh, a really strong character. Uh, They actually put her in this episode, if I'm not jumping ahead too much, they kind of put her on the same level as Michael Burnham. Yeah. That's awesome. And, And they like each other. They like that, that there, there's a lot of mutual respect. So here's my crazy theory. Oh, crazy. My crazy theory is... Let me get closer. Go ahead. I think the Starfleet Academy series is going to happen. I think it is... Yeah, I think it is going to star Tilly. But, and this is the way I would do it. It's going to jump around a little bit with other characters doing Federation stuff. So it'll be exciting. And it won't just be, you know, school adventures every week. (laughs) And I think non, I think non's one of those characters. I'll take it. Uh, Shouts everyone in the chat there, Craig Robson, even guys. Hey, hey Craig, out there in jolly old. Oi, uh, you know what I like about about English is that they use big words in like normal sentences. Like ah, a salubrious day afternoon. Okay, and Leo Dennisick <laughs> says supporting characters only get one line of explain emotional pain, then move on. You're right, Leo. Growing up, I didn't have cable. So moving on. So we saw Commander now brought back into the fold. By our president because the idea of this mission to find that rogue book now he's like totally off the train he's totally hanging with Tarka he's bad news they were saying Michael Burnham was compromised but not too compromising removed <laughs> compromised just enough to be like you're the best person on the ship you can still do the spore drumby thing we're having Commander Non be that watchful eye now we can jump around as we want because I'm assuming if you watched the after show you've seen the episode was Commander Non the right call there. Did she go hard enough? Was she too easy? What would you make you think of what happened that we saw this episode? Oh, that's a great question. Um, normally, you would uh, normally you would go with a Jellico. Uh, you would go with some heavy duty book by the book guy, uh, like Captain Jellico. Uh, okay, so in the next generation. Mm-hmm. When uh, Captain Picard is kidnapped by the Borg, 
Lacunica's all right. They bring a new captain on. They don't say, it's okay, Riker, you're the captain now. They actually bring in a captain, played by Ronnie Cox, uh, who was so amazing as uh, one of the main bad guys from RoboCop, the original, the good one. And uh, and and this, um, wh- what happened was Jellico was so by the book and so boring and so predictable and so dry that the first officers, and there were two of them now, there was Riker and there is, uh, I can't remember her name, Leo. Do you remember the blonde's name from uh, Best of Both Worlds, parts one and two? But he Leo sort knows. of set them against each other, this guy Jellico. He was mm-hmm. just the biggest dick bureaucrat you could imagine on the show. So uh, what was exciting was they skipped that. They went past that idea. And they went to someone known by the crew, beloved by the crew. Oh, that wasn't Jellico? Oh, my God. I'm I'm so bad at Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all, bro? Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Let's say it wasn't best of both worlds because Leo, who knows more than I do, says it wasn't. Uh, but anyway, Jellico was brought in at one point. And um, and so you had this dweeb. Commander Shelley does sound right. Shelley or Shelby sounds right. But um, uh, he was a dick and he played politics. And that will happen sometimes with uh, Federation personnel. They went with someone well known by Discovery. And discovery becomes uh, it, it becomes this bittersweet reunion, which I loved. I yeah. loved. Yeah. And Nan was always a an Enterprise girl anyway. She was Captain Pike's girl, right? She before was. joining the crew, so she there is a little bit of tension and a little bit of distance there. And are they going to be able to work together? Are they? Are they going to, of course, they're going to bump heads. Of course they are. This is a story and Gene Roddenberry is gone. So he's not there to go, hey, I don't want to see any conflicts between the crew. Of course, there's going to be conflicts in the crew. But it's interesting that it's someone who understands discovery. What's the Gene Roddenberry impression? No, I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> Why is he a prospector? Throw our fresh and food. Well, my, my prospector's more like this. <laughs> oh, who can he go going to do? This is a conflict. I've got to right. find that seam of copper, and if I don't, I'll kiss my mule. Oh, you be quiet. Sounds like an episode to a, a Andromeda episode. Listen, so okay, so we 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 have this idea now. We have this Overwatch-looking person here, but let's yeah. get to the main of it. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of it, and we have some other stuff happening. But this is the main issue. Book and Tarker are just that close, man. They got they got the unobtainium. They got the isolinium. Sorry, unobtainium is Avatar. Uh, they got the weapon charged and ready to go. And they got there a weapon, is- baby. They got a weapon so powerful it will blow up the DMA. <laughs> So damn powerful. Kind of takes you back to uh, the, the was those Justin Hammer missiles from Iron Man 2? Mm. Uh, but the easy thing, Occam's Razor, just blow book out the sky. And that's kind of what the Federation wants, which seems very anti-Federation. But that's another thing entirely. But Burnham is like, that's my man. And so the entire episode has been the tension of her, the captain, the non being like, hey, what's up? But also, to your point, the crew, Reese and Bryce, 
they're not really feeling all pretty uniform, even though they are wearing uniforms, which I've learned to grow on me a little bit. I like the uniform. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Reese, Bryce, the crew all have yeah. their opinions of yeah. Burnham, Nod, Saru have their opinions. This is like going eight different directions. Yeah. And, and it's um, that's the hard way of telling the story. So I really appreciate that they did that. That's not easy at all to balance. Look, this is your crew and your crew all has these different shades of is book right? Is book wrong? Should book be stopped? Should book uh, go and, and do what he's doing? I love the Reese and Bryce conversation um, because, because it, isn't it Reese who says, You've never lost everything. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like to lose everything. Yeah. And and we have to stop the DMA from ever doing that again to anyone the way they did it to book. And that's that's fantastic. And of course, Bryce is a smart guy, too. So he's like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But that's not how we do things in Starfleet. So you've got two of your crew members uh, in a very light way. I mean, we kind of breeze past it. They don't spend a ton of time on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I won't give away how that conflict give it ends. Away. But give it away. That that conflict ends in a beautiful Starfleet way, which is like, you know what? I hear what you were saying. We we have different opinions, but I hear what you were saying, and we're still one crew. Yeah. We're still Discovery. And I love that because that's how evolved people behave and that's what we need from our discovery crew and we do get a little i i just recently watched the episode where um tilly leaves and kovich says all that dr kovich oh, of yeah. the federation says all that stuff to her about you know you guys from discovery you're different you didn't grow up with the burn you didn't grow up with this you know terrible view of the universe you grew up with hope and optimism and it's really hey kirsten it's really important that you feel that way and and that you have that uh you know and that we feel it too that you teach it to us so the yeah. more they demonstrate it to us like Bre reese versus bryce that's just beautiful i love that but those prospectors they kind of disagree I gotta get one of those hats with the big flap. <laughs> Mr. Roddenberry, what do you do with that hat? Does uh, <laughs> he flapjacks the whole time during the show? That's right, Bobo, you tells him. The fact they call it flapjacks. Uh, uh, Jen Reese is uh, a technical officer. I didn't realize what his official title was. He's not a helmsman, he wasn't security, but technical officer, that makes sense. Right. Uh, but, yeah, right. but that was kind of, kind of the deal. So let's talk about the actual crime of the week, right? Yeah. So Tarka book they've somehow uh got themselves in hand with the weapon to get rid of the dma i guess in their brain they thought that the dma was going to be destroyed they're going to be all like wow it's going to be great but burnham tries to reason with them beforehand let's talk about that they're almost out of options to begin with because remember stamus was supposed to figure out how long this whole thing was going to be in this subspace race against time question i have for you john Ticking time bombs, necessary, necessary part of storytelling or kind of a well once you often sort of thing in a situation like this? That's a great question uh, because I asked my question, I asked myself that question while watching the show. It's like, oh, really? Do we constantly have to have these like time limits and these ticking time bombs, you know? Um, 
it's a style of storytelling. I think as much as we, as I think as much as we say this Star Trek is different from other Star Treks, I think we're right. And I think they lean really heavily on this device, uh, in this particular group of showrunners and and mm-hmm. storytellers that we have giving us the modern treks. Um, but I'll take it over the cliches that uh, existed thirty years ago. Yeah. Of you know, uh, a lot of it about a lot of it back then was about personal growth. Right. Which is really interesting how it's handled now and how it was handled then. Back then, you would go to the counselor and the counselor would explain something to you and you wouldn't understand it. And then you'd go through an adventure and now you understand it. And at the end of the episode, you and the counselor have a conversation about how you understand what she was saying because now you live through it. Oh, that's so cute. And now you get along with your dad. What? Now you get along with your brother. I told Uh, you, I've grown up. There's some really unresolved issues there. You needed this. I needed you needed this show, Flobo. Everybody, <laughs> but in me. in the modern version of it, uh, and we see it with Doctor Culber uh, quite a bit. They try to go the personal growth route, and it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. And now, extreme things happen, right. and and that's why book both book and Tarka end oh. up with their fingers on the trigger pointed at, um, you know, the great line. And I, I actually can't remember if it's from this episode or the previous episode is um, this is a mining tool, this gigantic monstrous thing. They boronite, correct? Yeah. Mining boronite. Yeah. I, I have it in my notes as boronite eating a mother trucker. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. Eat all that boronite up in space. I mean, if you weren't happy with this, you could say it was boring night. Because, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> because this, this is what we run into. But um, but I'm digging it. So so literally, this thing comes from another universe. It shows up here, covers light years, and soaks up all the boronite. And it takes a while, uh, alluding to what you were saying about how long is it going to be in one place. It does take a while to soak up all the boronite that it's going to. Um, but they're like, wait, it's a mining tool. Yeah. And the thing that is pointed out is if this is what their mining tool is like, what are their weapons like? Right. That was, that was the, the cliffhanger for last week. And the thing is as, as a men in black fan, when he said one week, I'm like, is that an hour? I had to think, wait, no, that's a different yeah. property altogether. How long is a week in space when they have star dates? But I understand a week is our time because we're American centric. Now the, I was up with the actual moment of, of the appeal. Burnham gets a notification that this thing's gonna be here for a week, and she goes, "Yo, Reese, uh, listen to Nan, y'all." And Nan gives Reese the basically the debt to switch, and Burnham goes out there to reason with Book. Yeah. At that point in time, do you think that something was gonna happen? Do you think Book is like, "No," and then, and do it? Do you think Book was gonna come on the ship? Were you on board with that conflict? Was that too much of 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 rope? I guess that Burnham gave Book to have that. Uh, what was your thoughts of the whole thing? Oh yeah, I was I was very torn over it. I really was because I felt like uh, All In was last week's episode, uh, which I did finally watch. Um, Not the Has, I love him. He's so cool. I wanted a Has costume for Halloween. Has was so cool. Okay, quick jump over to Has. Do you remember Flesh Anvil? 
do you remember it's like oh my god that that makeup is amazing do you remember um in the terra prime storyline so this is probably from uh season one mm -hmm. uh she goes back there is a there is some sleazy guy uh that had been working with Lorca with the terra prime version of captain Lorca mm -hmm. and and Burnham kills him He's a sleazy, terrible criminal, but she kills that guy. And that guy's got a mouth on him. And that guy is funny and smart. That's the same actor that plays has. Oh, wow. So it is a small family over there. Shout out to it Roger really is. Well, <laughs> I, I think it also, you know, um, it's it, this is an opportunity for me to apologize to the actors of Canada because I make fun of them all the time. A lot there of these know. Canadian actors, uh, you know, I'll make fun of them. But this... It, they do have certain great big actors up there, total mind screwing actors. And, and this guy's great. This guy is so good. Uh, here's the problem I had with uh, that episode all in. I felt it was about the breakup of book and Burnham that okay. it was done. Yeah. Done. They're broken up. Right. And, uh, and that's hard. You know, a breakup is hard. I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you're right. You're right. I, I I do have a heart as cold as the black as it is. <laughs> but um, we find out in this episode it's not totally done. They they still have something. Thought Tarker was going to get fed up and try to shoot her shuttle down. Yes, Craig Robinson, I totally agree. I actually, Tarka became like the no fire the weapons. He became like this crazy. I, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't say it's out of character, but okay. man, he was so over the line. If somebody had ended up shooting Tarka by the end of this episode, I was going to be like, yep, yep, that's what you get. It, it, it is funny because it benefits from the break. I feel like if we didn't have the break, I'm like, oh, he's he's dead. He did. But like having the break, like he might be the big bad when it's all said and done. So there was a reason book agrees to, to to be the brain of the operation to take the one week armistice i'm assuming seven days i guess for the next week's episode yep. um shenanigans happen and the weapon gets shenanigans fired. shenanigans ensue i mean we'll also explain it yeah oh no, i'm a tarker shows the thing and it's a mad dash to get out of there because we all know if you've seen a movie from the 80s where there's explosions you're gonna walk away all cool and nice and that's what happened with these two ships baby but the DMA comes back, man. Captain John, what just happened here? Uh, as far as I can tell, and I'm no scientist. You know me. I am mm. no scientist. I'm a communicator. Um, that's why you and I are communications officers. True. Um, I think this just goes to show that these aliens, species 10C. Yeah. Get that right? These aliens are so powerful <laughs> that when you blow up their mining tool, they just go, turn it back on. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I guess the breaker flipped on that. Yeah, let me turn it back on. I mean, they recovered from this doomsday weapon and they weren't like, hey, we're at war. It was it was like, um, yeah, that squirrel knocked over um, my sundial. So. Uh, put the sundial back up. What, were the swirls? Damn, that's cold. Uh, question <laughs> for you, Captain. Uh, when we get the chance to make 
I guess now second contact because that was a big cliffhanger. We already made right. first contact with Tennessee. They know they're around. Do you think they're humanoids? Are are we going to be dealing with energies? Like what? I was saying V'ger for weeks. Don't think that's going to be the case. But no. if it's not going to be V'ger, what are we going to eventually come across? You think? Well, you know, that's a good question because don't they analyze the big shiny blob, mm-hmm. right? They analyze it and they say something like, um, they say something like, there's a sun in there and like two planets, at least two planets. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it feels, ah, it, it feels maybe um, Q-ish or Trelane-ish. Um, like there's this sort of ship in a bottle kind of a thing with the D. De- I don't know, man. I, I, you know, it's hard <laughs> to gather the science out of that. Um, I will say that we're probably going to go to a world. We're probably going to talk to humanoids. They're probably going to be more than humanoids like the Organians. Um, but super, super alien, I assume, too. Which is another okay. thing that modern Trek is really good at is saying, Oh, there's alien. And then there's really alien. Right. I kind of, I want to see more alien aliens. Like I, I know they get, they get dragged because they're not what people grow into, but I like the Klingons in, in the discovery universe because they looked like, I, and granted they, they were bipedal and they were kind of humanoid in that way, but the, they at least right. look like, you know, creatures, you know, right. I was kind of see more of that, but yeah, I think the more, now we see it, it could be regenerated. The DMA can be regenerated. Now it can't, to me, it can't be energy. I feel there has to be a person, but right. I worry that a person character might be seen as too small. Like how we felt right. with the Emerald Chain last year. Like an intergalactic syndicate on paper sounded great. But seeing it on screen last season was like, okay, street crime, fine. <laughs> you know, I guess. I mean, well, yeah, they're a criminal organization. It's basically space mafia. And and that, yeah, and I agree. I agree with you, Kirsten. I agree with you, Flobo. Alien, 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 because we can afford to do it now. It's not next generation. You don't just put something on someone's forehead. And, yeah, yeah, I'm totally from another planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I got this thing Ooh. on my forehead. That's how you can tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm wearing a lot of pleather. That's how you can tell. I'm an alien. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally an alien. Um, you know, we will probably see a facet of who who these beings are. We would probably see one of their faces, but there's probably a lot more to it just because they represent so headloaf is what it was called. That is correct, Leo Genesec. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I think we're, I think that it's going to be super alien. I hope it doesn't look like an old West town or a carnival. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like traditional series television. Like let's let's use something. Eh, we're gonna use the back lot. Let's use something we already own. I totally. They got that big giant blue screen they work against now. Uh, I hope I hope it'll be unusual and alien looking. And maybe I'm not relishing this, but maybe it's one of these you have to prove humanity's worth. No, I hate those. I know, I know. <laughs> that's that's the cue. You know, to, to hell that's with the, that. That's the cue. That's like so many uh, super powerful aliens. You have to like prove that humans are good. Sidebar, like it always in that way with the whole backlot thing. It is kind of weird. No matter what episode or series of Star Trek you watch, it's always like a we need to go back to 21st century city town. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's going on in the city, Dixon Hill. All right, so Craig Robinson <laughs> right. says it. 
Linus is back, baby. And Linus actually had a speaking part. It's pretty cool. Came out of nowhere, but I'll take it. Lizard on the bridge. He's a bridge <laughs> lizard. I'm enjoying my bridge lizard. I do love my Linus. I love Linus at work. I love Linus when he's playing cards. Uh, Linus at play. I love official Linus's cousin, uh, who's part of the uh, Space Peace Talks. I love it all. I, give me give me as much Linus as I can have. Yeah, I, I, Leo actually brings up an excellent point. We might be like bacteria to these aliens. Where I Yeah, look, if you go out and mow the lawn, you don't ask the grasshoppers if it's okay. You just mow the lawn. So Damn. I think we're looking at something like that. This was always the thing they said about Mothman. Oh, Mothman. Uh, the bridge collapsed and people were seeing Mothman. Do you think Mothman was warning us? He was warning us. And there's a great line in the movie Mothman Prophecy where uh, John Leake uh, says, would you warn an ant right before you stepped on him? And if you did, why? Why would you do that? He, we're so different. We're on such a different scale. It, it, it's almost impossible for us to understand them. But it's Star Trek. So there will be some bridge. There will be some communication. I don't know if it's going to be a good one. I don't know if this is another destructive species like the Borg yeah. and, or the Dominion. I don't know. Confirm Captain John hates insects. I can't believe a destroyed grasshopper is just trying to live. How you should be ashamed of yourself. Nah, I'm just gonna tell you, get you. I get the whole idea. But it'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool idea and concept. Again, second minute black reference, which is pretty cool. Like the ending of that movie where it, it pulls out and it goes from like the city to the, the globe and the galaxy and the Milky Way. It turns out we're just a marble and a big bag of marbles from aliens, which is pretty cool in perspective. Yeah. But like, how would you fight that? Like, yeah, we are the virus. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I, how would you, how would you like portray that? How do you win that? If that's the case, is my question, Leo. Help me that's, out here. And, and that's why that's a movie, and and they they didn't put that into the series, you know, yeah. uh, even though the series was a cartoon series. But uh, yeah, I I don't know how far out <sighs> far out, man. I don't know how far out it's all gonna get. And and that's exciting. I'm looking forward to um, the end of this uh, season. Honestly, how many more do we have? Do you know? Uh, this is episode nine. I'm assuming at least four more. Uh, okay. Thirteen. I can always double check that. Actually, this next question. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Saru's going through some stuff, man. Some stress, and so he mm -hmm. asked uh, the name of our president, Tarina, for some hot meditation. But he's worried about Sukal. But she was always like, "Well, let me sign up in them DMs." First of all, what is the worst idea for a meditation? And second of all. What do you make of this romance? Well, it's been a long time in the making. And, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> okay. Go so, on. So the um, uh, Navian, Navian president. Navarian? Um, Navarian, that sounds right. Um, yeah. She, I, 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 she seems more into... Saru then Saru seems into her at first anyway and that creates the question like what is going on here mm -hmm. uh, she is a being of uh, pure logic and um, patience and understanding um, doesn't let her emotions go and um, and Saru I mean come on Saru's like such a he's such good boyfriend material come on 
He's understanding. Uh, he's not demanding. He's he's just a sweet, sweet guy. He wears high heels. Come on. He's got all these things going for him. Where is the voice of reason? Are you kidding me? It's not Cobra because Saru asked him, hey, man, where's that? I kind of like this chick, but I don't really know. I got this responsibility. You know how it is. It's hot out here in the streets. Dating the galaxy's hard. And Cobra's like, you better ask that woman. But call her up now. That was a quote. That was me reenacting what happened there. Uh, why Why is Cobra getting involved in David Zuma's life? What's going on, John? <laughs> hey, man, uh, Cobra is still the counselor, uh, even though we all kind of agree that it was really. <laughs> Leo Chensek says, Saru's fingers look like sex toys. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm an innocent young man. Would, would I would I say no that's not true? I would I, not say that. I was not looking. <laughs> I would agree with that actually. Um I think uh I think it's super cute. You know, Culber is still the counselor. Um, you know, Saru and uh the president. God, why can't I remember her name? Uh Tarina. Tarina, Tarina. Uh Saru and Tarina are so adorable together. They they uh have that like what is it like that 18th century? Like, madam, may I place my hand near yours? Uh, that would be terribly forward, but I wish you would. I'll <laughs> get a holodeck, you hussies. No, just, this freaking eight <laughs> innocence yeah. thing going on. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cute and kind of kind of nice. It's also um, like, how does interspecies love happen? You right. know? A very kind-hearted, conscientious, you know, big-hearted alien like Saru. And then uh, Tarina, who is so intelligent and so in control. Um, you know, this is a meeting of the minds. This is a romance of the minds. It is very Victorian, Leo Genesek. I agree with that. And, and you know, so I kind of like it. It's kind of cute. But we don't know how Saru feels until Culber's like, uh, you know, the part you're leaving out is how you feel. How you mm -hmm. feeling there, big guy? And he's like, I guess I kind of like her. A bit. This, this is what I say, though. These actors are crushing it because <laughs> it seems real to me. I mean, does it seem real to you? I don't know, John. I never shot my shot after a false meditation attempt. I mean, it's something you do all the time. The props to you. No, nah, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> it that matters what kind of girls you know. It is kind of cute because Saru did everything else because he's self-actualized, he's growing, he's maturing. And well, the idea is like the fact that he has like, he mentions a call, he has a kid, you know, my ward, you know how it is. These kids will feed themselves. Like, come on, Saru. <laughs> it's not really. Okay. Craig Robinson says there was love gang killer. That is something I don't want to see, even though it's rated TV mature. And Leo Genesis says, do you like it? Do you like it or like it? <laughs> Sorry. It's my favorite cool in the gang song. First of all, do you like her or do you like her like her? I sound like the 12. And second of all, Love Ganglia sounds like a weird hair metal band. Yeah, uh, like We're Love Ganglia! <laughs> so cow! As you can tell, I'm really single. Um, <laughs> does, this, does this happen? Do you think that this, this will they, won't they? Will they, will they, will they, but in the season end? Or do you think it'll be stressed out further? Well, you know how stories work. Usually there's some tragic end. 
I I have no idea how Burnham and Book is going to end. They did seem to almost be coming back together at the end of this. Uh, Book is definitely listening to her and trusting her, which is all she wanted him to do. Um, As far as Tarina and Saru, it is a background thing right now, but she is a president. I'm going to make a terrible prediction. Dun, 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 dun. John's terrible predictions. You got a song, boo. Um, I I think President Tarina, something terrible is going to happen to her. I hope uh, I'm define wrong. terrible. You mean like in the brig or like death? Dead, dead. Damn. I think Damn. something's going to make her dead. Because I, uh, how do we go forward with this? I mean, there could be the, well, I'm a president and I can't be your girlfriend because I have so many responsibilities. Well, I guess I'll go into space and be depressed and think about you now and again. Yeah. It could end like that. We've seen or, that happen before. Or political uh, conflict splits them apart. Uh, yeah. Well, I hope there isn't a big conflict because at this point, the big conflict would be that Navarre, the uh, combined uh, citizenry of um, Vulcan and Romulus, and Remus uh, would um, something would go wrong there and they would break up with the Federation. I would hate to see that happen. Um, But yeah, that could happen. That could happen. It's just, I think it might be more personal. I think something personally might happen to uh, Sperlina. Trinlina. Are they fridging her? That is an old school term. You mean like, 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 okay. I I don't think so. I, Ooh. I I'm one of the times I wish I had a female co-host, but I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they don't uh fridge uh Tarina. And if you guys don't know what that is, make sure you Google it. Oh, oh okay. I, I assume Leo's referring to women refrigerators, uh, which is a, a, a reference. No, don't laugh, don't laugh. The, oh the, shit. It's a reference to the the disposable nature of girlfriends and female characters. It comes from the Green Lantern comic where Green uh Kyle Rayner's girlfriend is killed by major force, chopping the bits and stuffed in a refrigerator. So a lot of times feminist criticism will say women are usually propped up characters for that situation. I think. Please tell me you mean something else, Leo, because that is yeah. this whole whole dark show if that was the case. That uh, actually works with uh Kat Matui and John Stewart Green Lantern as well. She got she gets killed off uh you know out of panel. Mm-hmm. He like comes home, there's blood everywhere, and he's like, Oh no, someone killed the woman that I've done everything for. Yeah. Oh well, moving on, folks. It was a very common trope. I mean, from the Punisher basically on, and so a lot of times they say that's kind of a thing. Uh yeah, Craig Robinson says. Uh maybe he turns up to her plant, parents of plant, she's pond following another guy. Oh my god. Oh, look, look, the show is CMMA, but we are a family. Entertain love ganglia. This pond fever, he's got pond fever. They got pond fever. Well, what was wholesome when Cobra said, My favorite quote of the week, y'all, is connection is always a risk. And I go, Man, what was Cobra when I was 16? Man, that that's deep. Uh, yeah, uh, but John did say something bad would happen. He did say something bad would happen. It's kind of their fault. I mean, you know, look, uh, things get better or things get worse. Um, I would love that things get better, but that that's not great for stories, as you guys know. Uh, So things get worse. That tends to be great for stories, even though uh, it can be terrible when they do that. And they do refrigerate characters. And uh, hell, uh, everybody's fear when Culber died, when Culber was killed. Actually, he was killed. I shouldn't use air quotes. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, that that was there's actually a meme about uh, gay relationships and there's almost always, uh, you know, somebody in a gay relationship who gets killed in a story. Yeah. That happens all the time. And um, they recovered from that. They're they're clever storytellers. So I guess I'll wait and see. I expect well, the worst, though. <laughs> You've been in California too long. All right, so we got to talk about uh, just overall before we get out of here, man. With with the addition of the green gamut, ta- we had tactics, new stories, arguments, space travel, warp drive stuff, lovey-dovey stuff, new love stuff. This one gave us an entire movie in 53 minutes. Mm. Let me ask you, Captain John, where does this rank for you in season four and overall as far as entries? Must see TV or skip it? Where do you land? Oh, wow. Um, You know, I got to say, weighing this whole fourth season all told, uh, they have repeatedly done the same right things in my thinking. And that is they set up a long story and they tell it quickly. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, all these things have to happen. Boom, 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 boom. They all happen. So that's great. Um, they are telling a big, big, big story. I love that. A story as big as the universe itself. I love that. Even bigger, because we're including another universe in this. Uh, it, it's um, it's interesting. As Leo Genesec has said in the past, I feel like this season is Star Trek shot directly into your veins. Oh, yeah. This is as Star Trek as it gets. You are mainlining Star Trek. This is what Star oh Trek Lord. does. Okay, so it. sex, violence, now drug use. This show's going to get canceled. Ah! <laughs> you got to get us the, the, the TV rating X after this when it's all said. But... Terrible for the children. Yeah, I mean, if the children are watching, please let your parents watch this. Please, <laughs> and uh, don't do drugs. No, don't do drugs unless you're mainlining Star Trek. Oh, uh, before we get out of here. <laughs> And don't cut it with Andromeda. It's not that Andromeda. You're going to react badly to it. Stay away from Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. I'm sorry, Flobo. What were you saying? I am highly allergic to Kevin Sorbo. Uh, Talk to me about this, man. We're getting out of here. Any final thoughts about this week's episode? Rubicon is such a discovery. Um, Hang on to your seat, man. I mean, they're, uh, they're doing their best at jumping through all the flaming hoops as fast as possible. Hold on to your seat. I, I will prepare you for this. Prepare me. All of my favorite big, big, big stories that Dude. I've gone through in comic books and movies and science fiction, uh, the, the big story that's promised almost always ends with a disappointing ending. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Almost always. And I say that as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> it's like, I was really I mean, To be fair, the story hasn't ended. So this is just, I'm kidding. That's not you, know, you know, every time I, I would look at a Star Wars trilogy, I'd be like, well, they're really building towards something. And, oh, that's how it ended. Okay. I can't watch it for that reason. I've seen two Whatever. of the movies, and every time I'm like, I should probably watch Star Trek and all Star sorry Star Wars <laughs> and all the Star Wars fans are like, well, those series suck. Don't watch those. That was weird. That was kind of hidden for a couple of years, but they found the tape. Check that one out with Ewoks. I was like, come on, come on, come on. Is it good or not? Well, it's like forget it. <laughs> and and honestly, the thing that I will say um, is it's all about the journey. I <laughs> I think I. I I think you have to say, look, the ending is not as important as the trip we took to get there. 
You are talking like, like it's the Fast and Furious franchise, but I see what you're saying. I, I mean, I, I think you could break down every franchise. I mean, you know I loved the TV show Lost. The explanation of everything at the end was so disappointing. But you have to go, look, I really enjoyed the journey. And the ending is part of that. And it doesn't have to be my favorite part. So, hey, I hope we have a bango, boffo ending to season four. I really do. But if we get there and it seems really disappointing, I urge you to remember how we got here. The storytelling was good. The characters were good. The conflicts were, you know, really hard to get over. And that's how, that's what conflicts are. So, you know, enjoy the journey. I'm not sure it's going to be a great ending. <laughs> well, that's definitely uplifting and insightful. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hope I'm wrong. Let me be wrong. Let me be wrong. I hope Every I week on the USS Post show, we recap <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. I swear it's positive. I swear to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy show. world. Commander's Log, available now on audio and visual and on LinkedIn. Uh, John, if someone wanted to follow you online, check out all your other shows, Weber Internet Thingy. How to go about doing that? Uh, you can find Weber Internet Thingy on Facebook and also on the YouTube. And it will be a uh, it will be an exciting place for you to find the various uh, shows that we do. Um, we, of course, are doing Commander uh, Commander's Log. That's this show. Hopefully, uh, we're we're also on Sundays. Uh, we do Starbase eighty where we review Damn. and recap uh, we review and recap uh episodes of star trek from all over the franchise and this weekend will be our very first what do you call them uh it, it's a well it's a rerun uh we're doing our very first rerun because we're getting ready for picard season two uh, we will be playing our review of Picard, uh, the pilot episode, and you can see how Flobo and I and uh, our various friends uh, reacted to that. Uh, Flobo and I won't be available this Sunday, so uh, we're, we're doing a, uh, you know, we're doing a rerun. I, I know there's a fancier name for it, but I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, also Starbase eighty on Twitter. Yeah, do that. Uh, that's the USS Post Show. It gets retrofitted for Strange New Worlds. Uh, no, we'll be back here next week. Uh, same bat time. Thanks so much for hanging out last week at a special time. But 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. What's that? 4 plus 8. That's what? Midnight in England? Dan, Craig, go to bed. <laughs> what are you doing up? <laughs> I mean, thank you so much. Right? Go to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so until next week, man, as we always say. Live long and prosper, baby.